Welcome to the Heads Up for Tales podcast. I'm Rashi Narang, your host and also the founder at Heads Up for Tales. I know that the relationship you have with your pet is one of the most fulfilling kinds of love that you can experience. And I also know that your pets deserve the best life that you can give them. This podcast is dedicated to understanding our pets better so we can enrich their lives. I hope you find great value in this podcast and it helps strengthen the bond that you have with your pet companions. Hello and welcome back to the Heads Up for Tales podcast. This is our space to talk about pets and everything that comes with being a pet parent. All of us love our dogs. We love spending time with them, playing with them, traveling with them. We love their wet noses and cuddles and how much they make us smile every single day. But how many of us actually pause to think about the question, what do our dogs really want? After spending many many years with dogs, I know that what they really want from us is to understand and respect them for the species that they are and what they need in terms of health, wellness, guidance and communication. Once you begin to see your pets as they are, you'll find that you understand them better and your bond will grow stronger. When my dog Sara came home, I wanted to do what was best for her and started to really see her as a being with her own personality and unique needs. Seeing things from her point of view led me to let go of certain assumptions that we often hear about dogs. To understand our pets for who they are, we need to know so much more about their ancestry, acknowledge their individual personalities, and learn more about their body language as that's how they communicate with us. learn more about how we can guide them how we can groom them and how we can nourish them with the right nutrition so let's get started number 1 learn about your dog's ancestry most of us know that dogs are descendants of the ancient grey wolves however the dog breeds that we see today are results of thousands of years of evolution domestication and selective breeding dogs were domesticated to help man survive to work alongside him in various fields and once man realized just how valuable they were over the years they were selectively bred for both physical and personality traits that added functionality to our lives for example retrievers and labradors were bred to retrieve fish and thus they are great swimmers and love water that's why they have a water repellent coat and webbed feet german shepherds were bred to herd sheep saint bernards were used for search and rescue missions in the swiss alps and huskies spent hours pulling sledges and beagles helped to track prey on hunts the point i wanted to make here is that rather than just looking at the size of a dog consider the history of their breed and the unique abilities that they have this will help you create a routine for your pet that makes them truly happy For example, many families end up bringing beagles home, assuming that as a medium breed they will need less exercise. But in reality, beagles are extremely intelligent and highly active. They need plenty of mental stimulation and activity to keep them happy and long slow walks with a lot of time for sniffing. Many of the breeds that we have at home today were bred to be working dogs. Now these dogs are in small apartments with limited routines, and this gives rise to bored, destructive behavior. The second point that I wanted to highlight is please take the time to understand his or her individual personality. I've shared my life with several dogs and cats through the years, and if there's one thing I've learned, it's that each one has his or her own individual personality. Although dogs of one breed share similar characteristics, all of them may not have exactly the same traits. 
In fact, I can say with confidence that no two dogs are exactly alike. We're often so quick to label a dog based on just their breed. For example, labs have the tag of being friendly and outgoing, but there's so much more to a lab's personality than this. My own dog Sara was certainly friendly, but she was much more friendly with some people rather than others. She had her preferences when it came to the games she wanted to play or the people that she spent her time with. Poppins, my other dog, takes a little time to warm up to guests and she'll come to you when she's ready. I'm sure that all of you who have pets have noticed the specific preferences that they have. Each animal has his or her own individual personality that is shaped by so many factors that are specific to their own lives. Some dogs like going to the dog park and others prefer being with people. Observe your pet closely to understand which environment he or she is more comfortable with and respect their choices. Number three, picking up what your dog is saying to you. Dogs do talk. They just don't use words. But from snout to tail, they use body language to let us know when they're feeling uncomfortable, anxious or happy. A renowned behaviorist called Turid Rugas identified a series of about 30 signals that dogs use to communicate and to prevent conflict. She calls these calming signals. Licking their nose, turning their head, freezing. These are all calming signals that dogs use to speak to other dogs and to us. The first time that I introduced my dog Poppins to the car, she was very anxious. She yawned, she pawed at me, she was panting on a cold day. So I let her out and I tried again another day. After spending a few minutes in the car each time and then taking short drives to her favorite spots, she gradually became much more comfortable in it. By picking up on the cues that she was giving me and responding to them, we built trust and a much stronger bond. Dogs are always trying to say something to us with their behavior. And I hope that you'll take the time to learn more about this so that you can listen. The fourth point is around health and nutrition because good health starts with a balanced and happy gut. No two dogs are exactly alike and neither are their nutritional needs. Your dog's diet will depend on their age, their lifestyle, their breed and their specific health conditions. So you need to take the time to find a diet that's beneficial for your dog and convenient for you. Home-based diets are great, but things that we commonly feed like milk with roti or rice or leftovers of our food are not species specific and they may cause deficiencies over time. I find that asking a vet or a certified canine nutritionist for a diet plan is the best way to give your pet a balanced diet. Remember that their nutritional needs will change as they grow from puppies to adults and then again when they turn senior. The fifth point is guidance. I do believe that our pets need guidance from us. Dogs have the mind of a two-year-old and teaching your pets basic rules, manners and routines helps them to be calmer and happier. And guidance starts from the day that you bring home your pet. Teach your pet where is it that he or she is allowed to pee, to poop, to sleep, to eat. What can they play with and what can't they? Always do it via positive reinforcements. They love routines for walks and playtime. And a lot more on this in the upcoming podcasts. Number six is exercise. All dogs need some amount of exercise. But how much and what kind depends on the individual dog. A dog that is well exercised is less likely to become destructive or naughty. If your dog is indulging in destructive behavior, it could be because they want something to do. Besides their walks, you could give your dogs puzzles to exercise their minds. Fun interactive games also strengthen the pet-parent bond. 
I frequently use games like hide and seek and find the treats with my dogs and they absolutely love it. The last and seventh point is grooming. Daily grooming is often ignored by pet parents, but it is an important part of a pet's life. Having a well-brushed, healthy skin and coat helps your pet feel so much more comfortable and this makes them feel happier. Remember to check that their ears, their teeth and their eyes are also clean. Tick and flea prevention measures are necessary. We recommend using natural products that are much gentler on your pet's skin and overall health. When used consistently and in conjunction with a nutritious diet, these can really be very effective. I know for sure that if you take the time out to learn about your dog's ancestry, understand his or her individual personality, learn more about dog body language and what is it that they're saying to you, focus on health and nutrition, give them guidance, work on their exercise and daily grooming, you will have a pet that is happy and healthy. Pet parenting is not a precise science and we are all doing the best that we can with the resources and time that we have available. The most important thing is to stay committed to doing the best for your pets because they give us so, so much back in return and we really, we really do need to help them live their best life. I hope this episode was helpful and if you have any topics that you would like for me to explore, do reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Rashi SN. Thank you so much for listening.